I'm Cesar Rubio, five-time past master of Palm Springs Laws number 693, and this is Masonic Muscle, where we focus on the strongest aspect of Freemasonry, a virtuous education of the mind, fortifying it with wise and serious truths, encouraging all brethren to increase their level of fitness one degree at a time, making exercise and study a cornerstone of your daily routine, because Freemasonry is work. When you put in the work, get closer and closer to the point within the circle. Masonic Muscle, we give you more light, but no light weights. We're here to pump you up, body, mind, and soul. I'm over here still messing around with the, with the mouse. I don't know how you did this. You're still going to have to show me how you did this. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so I, I have... Uh, a computer hooked up to a television screen and I couldn't figure out how to make the screen what does it work one with the other like yeah you uh, kind of like extend it so it's like you have one screen and two screens instead yeah. of like duplicating it where it's just one single screen yeah so now I can watch a movie on one and my computer screen I have a completely different screen going on so right now we're watching Darth Maul kick some ass and uh, then he's going to get it by Obi-Wan here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So uh, happy holidays. I know. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy yeah, New Merry Year. Christmas. How was it? It was good. It was good just yeah. hanging out with the family. Yeah, you were good quiet, times. man. You you weren't as active, you know, on our, you know, texts and all that. Well, yeah, well, so what I, I, uh, I took a little hiatus with the technology for a while just so, mm-hmm. you know, I could be with family and be with uh, yeah. Mother Nature at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, so just, it was just that. I think we somehow. I think we all felt that way. I did the same thing, you know. I wasn't. I wasn't as active. Yeah, December uh, was like that. Yeah, we yeah. just we got focused on what we got focused on. By the way, uh, I'm Cesar Rubio. This is Masonic Muscle, and I'm here with Jesus Marquez. He's an inner apprentice at our lodge. How you doing, man? Good. Yeah. Good. How you doing, everyone? And he's been here since right after we opened uh, from COVID, and he attended. Our very first, I think it was in September, you attended yeah. our our discussion group, mm-hmm. our Trivium discussion group, which seems to be still uh, quite confusing, huh, to a lot of the uninitiated. To a lot of people, yes. Um, you know, uh, they can't grasp the mysteries. <laughs> very well said. Very well said. So, we were talking about. You know, just Freemasonry. We're catching up again. You know, I haven't seen Jesus in a while. We 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 would, you know, back and forth text here and there, but that was it. And finally, we, hey, let's let's hang out, all right, cool. And so here he is. But we were having a discussion about what else Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. But then he began to break something down to me, and I was like, hey, I want to hear this. So, but I wanted him to share it with everybody. And it was on the origins of Freemasonry, right up my alley. So what what do you got for us? Yeah, so um, my thinking pattern on the whole thing was kind of of, you know, the human consciousness. Well, it can go back into the essence of human consciousness interacting with mother nature did you take any notes on that or no you're just talking no from the just top of your the head. Tr- yeah okay so how, how did that come about then um well pondering upon this the seven liberal arts and um <clears throat> uh mother nature 
um, kind of like because we're so connected with technology nowadays and and being indoors where people back then they didn't have this luxury mm. um, back then they lived outdoors they lived out with mother nature they, they connected with it they grew crops they hunted their own food and so what did people do when they gathered together they didn't have a building you know they'd go off into the mountains off into a cave system or somewhere and gather together and so um uh the origins or it, it it doesn't even have to be the oranges but like the essence of freemasonry right you have uh human consciousness interacting with mother nature so you have you have the uh seven liberal arts and you, if you break it down is the trivium which is the individual you know grammar logic and rhetoric and then you have the quadrivium and that's arithmetic music geometry and astronomy and these subjects these these liberal arts this these can be found in mother nature right and so uh you break them down in half it's the human consciousness interacting with mother nature in some sense and pondering upon these subjects and having discussions around these subjects you i feel like you would eventually just go into the mysteries and and go into what mother nature has to offer and you start uh discovering these things i like i like where you're going with that and because your 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 mind is obviously trying to understand it you know and 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 making sense of it especially about what we're practicing in within the lodge walls and freemasonry and because you've been introduced to the our discussion group mm. right and because of that it set you on a on a on a path that you're on now where all of a sudden you're telling me hey i got this i got this idea about the origins of freemasonry and then you even showed me a little diagram that you wrote down which, mm -hmm. which was pretty uh, pretty interesting and if you were to see this uh, the drawing is very simple what he what he drew but then you you begin to realize oh that's that's sacred geometry because mm -hmm. of the geometrical symbols that, that he used to describe something that he's trying to understand as far as an inner apprentice mason right yeah. well just nobody can see this image because only individual brothers yeah right yeah because it's in the it's in the, it's in the ritual so <laughs> yeah so you so you're keeping to the ancient mm -hmm. ways with yeah touche mm -hmm. yeah touche right before we started recording we were having this uh, and and i know all of you have experienced this especially you podcasters you know you're having an awesome conversation and you're thinking we should have been recording yeah because we were just flowing we were just going but we were talking about uh w L uh, Atkinson, Atkins, or yeah. Uh, what's his what's his name? What's his full name? I think we we brought it up. Uh, William Walker Atkinson. Yeah, Atkinson. What we were talking about was that I was relaying to to Jesus that I had come upon information that was saying that Atkinson's writings, because he was prolific especially in the early 1900s all the way I, i'm not sure when his last book or article came out but it had to have been in the 40s 
something like that. But his writings were so prolific that many people believe that H. Spencer Lewis, the founder of Amorc, Rosicrucianism, actually borrowed a lot of the information that is found in the Rosicrucian study system, mail-in-order study system, from Atkinson. And so as we were talking about that, you know, I had an article that I had bound because uh, I was really interested in that. And I have a lot of his books. And he began to tell me, Jesus began to tell me about the influences coming from uh, the Brotherhood of Luxor. Yeah. Right? Him him being a part of it. Him And him being a part. Of it. Now, I had read about that, but I thought it was in the article that I uh, was, you know, showed him, but it wasn't. So then Jesus showed me, shared with me the article that he was reading from, and it's it's from last year or two yes. years ago. It's mm-hmm. 20. So this is new now. This is mm-hmm. obviously some somebody found something. I didn't read through the whole thing, but I I saw the the title, and then I saw the the date. I'm like, oh, this is so. So they've stayed on this, and. Because the mystery has always been like who wrote these books, especially mm-hmm. like the three initiates, I think, and initiates of the flame, or what is it called? The three initiates, and then other mysterious books, the the secret doctrines of the Rosicrucians, which is an excellent book. I was just telling him he should buy it. Uh, and then I had other books that <laughs> that I brought out that are bound, and th- those were his books, and I didn't know that I had two copies of the same book he's the one that pointed out to me so so now he's a proud owner of this book (laughs) so congratulations yeah (laughs) so so what else you got for us as far as atkinson because you were sharing with me Mm -hmm. you you know what what, who these influences were on him right right yeah so um the article that i read it from was from uh samuel robinson uh from the uh yeah, yeah, and so um, he had written this article uh, about the Kabbalion and uh, the Brotherhood influence, and so uh, yeah, he had like three. I think in the article he was uh, mentioning three individuals who uh, Atkinson's had influence on, and or from, who uh, led him to write this book, the Kabbalion, um, the Hermetic laws of uh the Kabbalion. and so um yeah it was just interesting because um i got into samuel robinson because i was doing some research on uh franz bardon i don't know if you remember i showed i showed you like a book or two yeah of him yeah yes. so uh i had done further research on who his influences were which was uh his dad and the group that he was part of which was the i think uh theosophical society and so uh then when did further research and found actually that uh samuel robinson had just came out with a book uh called alois alois melander uh rosicrucian i was just about to ask you about it okay so that's how you got to that Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. yeah and so um alois melander is just a uh a really cool individual who was i think in the 1800s late 1800s um who lived in germany and uh was a hidden rosicrucian order chief who 
his in his identity was um kept secret for around 100 years um because uh that's that's what he told his students to like, keep my my identity secret um and this individual had a lot of um oh he had a he had a uh uh a mentor he he got initiated by a, another Rosicrucian. I think he mentioned his name. Um, now this was in Germany. You're yes. talking about uh, uh, wait, how do you pronounce his name? Alois. Alois. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the German. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, but anyhow, I mean, continue to move yeah, yeah. on. So yeah. So um, this individual had uh found Alois because i guess when Alois was born um there was a comet that passed by a church and around this church there were three uh drops that i guess um he was he was a famous um spagyrics and alchemy uh individual who had put these drops there who said that uh John the Baptist would be born here, I guess. And so... So some kind of prop yeah, prophecy. some kind of prophecy, yes. Okay. And um, so uh, this individual, this Rosicrucian, uh, saw this. You know, he saw the the drops, the blood drops kind of manifest in the snow. Uh, he saw the comet pass by and Alois was born around that time. And uh, I remember when you brought... To my attention, you know, Eloise, a Melander, or was Melander, Melander, mm -hmm. and I started asking you questions, right? Because you, you, you had it sounded like you had just come upon him. You didn't know, yes. But I wanted to know where he was from, because right? mm -hmm. I wanted okay. Right? And then once I found out Germany, oh well, yeah, you know, Kaplan, Germany, mm -hmm. in Germany is where the the Rosicrucian Führer broke loose, and and the manifestos came out, and mm -hmm. the you know the Rosicrucian manifestos of sixteen hundred or what have you but at the same time that's where we learn about one of our masonic brothers um i can't remember exactly his name right now uh, but uh andres uh, andres uh, what have you he was initiated at that time in the 1600s became a mason and you get these connections you begin to get these connections so there was some type of masonry going on we still don't know exactly what it was it might have not have been obviously like we know it today the three degree system mm -hmm. there you have a connection and so we're always wondering when we begin to read about all this we're always wondering is there a connection between freemasonry rosicrucianism kabbalah mm -hmm. alchemy and you know that the jury is still out yeah well um Alois, he actually had uh one of his greatest influences was from uh jb kernings and he was a german freemasonry in the uh early he was born in late 1700s but he became a freemasonry in the uh early 1800s and um <clears throat> he was a worshipful master of his lodge for 30 years and he developed something called the kerning method where he implemented alchemy 
um, some kind of like Sufi word magic, some uh, Kabbalah into it and implemented a um, system within Freemasonry. And uh, the system uh, Aloise got and kind of took Freemasonry away from it a little bit and brought a little bit more of like a Rosicrucian, like Christian based into it. How do you spell Kearney? Uh, JB, so it's JB and then Kearney's K E R N I N G. E R N Kearney. JB Kearney? Yes. The Baptist? Uh, ba- correct. Yes, I, I think it was jo- Joanna's Baptist yeah. Kearney's. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. here, here we go. So uh, I'm going to the most trusted source of information we can find on the internet, Wikipedia. And what I'm reading here is that he was born in April, 12 April, 1774 in Germany, uh, died 2 October, 1851 in Stuttgart, was a German opera singer, mm-hmm. opera director, vocal pedagogue, Freemason, and esoteric writer. That's what you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And yoga. So... Looks like he uh, developed constant and vowel-based mystical practice, subsequently characterized by theosophy-inspired esoterics as yogic. Um, the his his biography is very short here. It's, it's not it's not extensive. It's not going in as in depth as what you're. He was involved. Uh, no, let me see. He was characterized as some kind of theosophy-inspired esoteric esotericist as yogic okay he had a book called the the, the letter book yeah so, if you go down right there it says in where art right kernings a little bit up, up higher yeah right there and then if you go in towards the middle it right says here? uh the christian mystic the Alois christian Alois. mystic yeah. alois Melanie. there you go that's that's what you're talking about alois mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and nicholas gabel used his writings to prepare their students the doctor and writer dr gustav Whitenman, 1812 to 1876, who in 1851 published a significant and philosophically sound book on the idea of reincarnation, confessed to being a pupil of Kerning's. The great charisma of Kerning's deepening work in Masonic circles is attested by a wealth of honorary uh, certificates, especially of German lodges. So that lends to uh, what I've been uh, sharing with a lot of the brethren as far as the the depth of esoteric thought and writing in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, it's somehow in the seventeen hundreds and eighteen hundreds they got transferred over there, and it's it's worth studying, it's worth researching, it's worth understanding because when Freemasonry was finally transported to Germany. Obviously, it's a different country with the different traditions and different understanding. They're going to obviously express Freemasonry in a different way, their way. Mm -hmm. So whenever you, like we had some German brothers come down before COVID. Uh, I think this is when uh, Ted became master again at our lodge, his first year. And it was a father and son. They were tall dudes. Very cool. They loved it. When they come down, they loved it. 
but they were telling us the differences and masonry how they practiced it over there and mm -hmm. and what they were seeing here they loved what how we did it too but when they were explaining to us how you know they practice freemasonry we saw immediately saw the difference more intense more mystical i mean it's it's mm. all it's all there it's all you know the symbols and and the solemnity they that's where we really uh touch bases with them is the, the way we were doing it and how we open lodge and, and conducted our business very solemn very serious they love that mm. And they especially love the fellowship afterwards because over there in those countries, they, they especially in Germany, they love their fellowship mm -hmm. afterwards. Why wouldn't they, right? The, the creators of Oktoberfest, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they were, you know, just listening to them and learning how they view Freemasonry and getting the idea of how much more intense it is over there. And especially because it's, it's, a lot of Germany is still Catholic country, so mm. Catholicism still has an influence, a great influence over there. So they gotta be hush hush, a little bit more hush hush. I don't think they their buildings have the square and compass. They wouldn't have the G because that's an American thing. So the mm. for mm -hmm. you listeners, it's you know right. if you see the square and compass anywhere around the world, it's gonna be the square and compass, no letter G in it. That's an American thing. But anyhow, going back to what, so we were talking about that, and then we started talking about, uh, you were talking about how, so in nature, you were talking about the origins of Freemasonry and how the quadrivium, you find it in nature. So we, so uh, uh, what's his name? Manly P. Hall. Yes. Yeah, said yeah, yeah. that we're not. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not the inventors of music or geometry or any of this we are discoverers we discover these things so our nature this is already made, or rediscovering so, yeah rediscovering okay. correct all right yeah yeah so it's like uh like sacred geometry right like say if you look at the flower it has this geometric pattern but um nature already created this but we just we're just we're observing this and then rediscover sacred geometry right or uh like music for example like <clears throat> uh a waterfall bird singing any of this it's harmonics put into a, a a um through through nature this is a harmonic space through nature and then we uh listen to this and then we rediscover it by uh mimicking it in some way what is there like uh, over 200 hours or something of uh manny p hall's lectures yeah, we can, like we can download them for free mm -hmm. I was listening to one recently, and it had to do with the seven liberal arts and sciences and how he understood it, how he viewed it. Mm. And now, because, because of what our lodge was promoting and practicing, the, you know, the seven liberal arts and sciences and the trivium and quadrivium, we can go back and listen to it and say, wow, man, this guy, he knew about it. He understood it because he went back like to ancient Rome, Roman times, described how they viewed the liberal arts and what it meant. He went into the etymology of the word. He went 
into what it's really supposed to mean and why it's even in Freemasonry or something like that. I mean, I can't I can't recall the whole thing because if you guys have listened to Manly P. Hall, you guys know that he can go on for hours. Yeah, he goes in depth. And 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 from what I hear, from what I learned from Manly P. Hall and his lectures, there's a story out there that said that one time, uh, I guess some organization, they were going to have a guest speaker and he didn't show up. And they didn't have anybody, but they heard that Manly P. Hall was in the audience and they asked him to come up <laughs> and speak just at the top of his head. They said that he proceeded to give a two hour long mm. off the top of his head mm -hmm. lecture and just reciting stuff that I guess that he had just read and mentally took notes or whatever and had the whole audience mm. just in the palm of his hand, right? Just mm -hmm. enthralled with what he was saying. That's how good he was. So when you talk about the seven liberal arts and sciences and then why they're so important, but let alone that, you know, why they, we would even talk about them as Freemasons, right? We were talking about that mm -hmm. earlier. And you guys in Palm Springs Lodge, since uh, we reopened after COVID, that's all you guys have been introduced to is, yes. is uh, the trivium. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we really didn't get into the quadrivium when we spoke about it and you guys are aware of it and you guys know about it, but we were really practicing grammar, logic, and rhetoric in our discussion group. So I know I've asked you about that before, but you were, I think, an applicant. Yeah, at that time. At that time. And I don't know what happened to that recording, so... <laughs> I don't yeah, know I what, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it went. I don't know which SIM card. I, I honestly don't know where that went. So we're going to make up for some of that right here. But going to your first year of these discussion groups and then receiving your application and then having finally getting initiated and helping us, you know, to initiate other brothers and then going to other lodges to witness initiations what how has the trivium like developed in your mind like how do you see it now uh it's basically been as an essential thought in my mind because um so before i even came to uh palm springs lodge like i've been studying the mysteries for what at that time was like 12 10 like 11 12 years something like that i was interested in rosicrucianism you know uh going into a bunch of subjects alchemy kabbalah and you know coming here and finding something like this like a a, a discussion group a socratic style group that came together and had discussions um in this style um really intrigued me because it was more because I've I've never had discussions with people like this. I, it was it was more towards myself and and thinking and and having conversations with myself. But um, so coming to a group like this really drawed me because uh, we had individuals in there that um, were about it as well. They 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 loved coming here and 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 listening to this and having this discussion with uh, everybody there. And so 
uh, I was drawn in. I, I I took it and ran with it. And so, uh, you know, for the first year, uh, it was just that, you know, it was coming to stated meetings. Excuse me. And, um, you know, and, and uh, interacting with you guys, having dinner, breaking bread and uh, uh, afterwards fellowshipping, which was, you know, always amazing. It was it was an experience for sure to have, you know, because um, the discussion never stopped. You know, we you guys came out of lodge and then we uh, fellowshiped. You know, we had some cigars, we had a little bit of drinks and then, you know, we uh Continue the yeah, conversation. Yeah, we continued the conversation for <laughs> yeah. till like twelve. You know, we were we, we, nobody wanted to leave. I didn't, yeah. but I had to work. You know, so I was like, yeah. "All right, you guys later." Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, you know, for the first year, it was just like that. You know, it was really interactive, and then uh, getting initiated was an experience as well. I mean, getting the application. I'm not going to say anything, but like, uh, if you're into the mysteries and wanting to find something that alluded to people gathering and 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 it's based off of the ancient charges or the the, the ancient the way the ancients did it it was it was like that you know and so um then you know getting initiated as well was also an experience because uh i didn't know it at the time i, I was trying to gather as much as i could but pondering upon that i uh, i came to the conclusion that i was inheriting something you know i was i was getting something from you guys that i now have to pass down as well and so how can i pass this down if I, i'm not you know learning as much as i can and from this uh going during the history learning uh what it is now and then even further to progress it in some way by me putting something into this So that's good that you, what we were doing made you feel like you were inheriting something. I think that's what it's supposed to be. I think it's, we're supposed to be made to feel that way in some way, shape or form, but it sounds like it doesn't happen. And I listen to other podcasts, Masonic podcasts. I've been on other Masonic podcasts and that's what you get. You, you will begin to understand that that. That's not happening. It happens here and there. But they're few and far between. So if in California, we have 330 lodges, how many lodges do you think that would be happening in? In your experience, I mean, and you're only, uh, you said a handful, but you're basing that on the few lodges that you have visited so yeah. far? Yeah, that and also just, uh, I mean, like on Instagram, they they don't they don't really post much other than like you know the the brothers that they're um, initiated into. But like, um, like the lectures, where are the lectures at? You know, where's the Masonic education that's happening? You know, they. So I, I mean, that's from what I see. Uh, yeah, well, that's you can't refute that uh, too much. And Dwight L. Smith was lamenting that. We were just talking about that earlier too. Mm -hmm. Those two articles, and I'm telling you, brothers, you go out there and get them. They're they're free. They're online. You can get the PDF version. Uh, Dwight Al Smith. He was a past grandmaster of Indiana. He was a past grand secretary. I mean, he's he's long gone now, 
But when he wrote those in 1964 and 1965, he was talking about this very thing. He was talking about where's the education, where where is like the true instruction that we're supposed to be receiving from the fraternity, let alone from the East, from the fraternity. So it's a huge charge that, that he was giving us to be more educated, be more aware, and try to get in tune and in touch with the the Masonic past, its symbols, its origin theories, its history, its pros and cons, all of that. Because that can only make for a better Mason. And if you become an officer, a better officer. And if one day the Lodge wants you and, and wants you to lead, you become a better leader because you're coming from that foundation. I, I believe I believe that. And what we were doing at the Lodge with these Trivium discussion groups, we call them Trivium discussion groups, what you hit upon it. Right now you said hey, these the Socratic discussion groups. That, that's what they were, Socratic-type mm -hmm. discussion groups. We just, we just labeled it the Trivium discussion group because of the connection that we have with mm -hmm. Freemasonry. So if you don't try to understand that, uh, then, then that's on you. That's to the detriment of uh, yourself and, and the lodge and the fraternity overall. Now, have you heard about anything about what I've been telling you, The what's happening at, at Texas, you know, the Battle yeah. of, of Grand yeah, yeah, Lodge? Yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard uh the podcast from uh, Masonic Improvement, their latest one. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, what's going on up there with the with the whole lawsuit and everything? Well, I mean, there's a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. There's the battle that's going on within Freemasonry itself, according to what they're saying, right? Because we only are listening and hearing what they're telling us. And they're, obviously, they can only tell us so much, but... So far, what they're telling us, I can't, I cannot believe that they are the only ones that are going through something like this. I, I just can't. I refuse to believe that. And if you travel around and you begin to visit other lodges and you see the state of the lodges and the, the lack of interest and the lack of any kind of attempt to engage the members, let alone the prospects, then then you kind of begin to understand why Freemasonry is suffering the way it is. Now, you also like to study uh, was Hermeticism, mm -hmm. alchemy. You're interested in the Rosicrucianism, mm -hmm. more Hermeticism, right? You have some some tattoos yeah. that uh, you know correlate to that, relate to that. What, what do you got? Uh, so I have this tattoo that I kind of created. It's the, um, the flower of life, uh, that's in the center around it. It's 12 petals, uh, correlating to the heart chakra. And then you have, uh, two other big petals that are, uh, uh, t to the bottom and top of it. But if you turn it to the side is actually the third eye chakra. Um, but what that means, basically it's, um, <clears throat> 
the flower of life is uh if you look at the geometric patterns of it it's kind of um what your imagination can touch right so it's 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 above you and then your imagination is tapping into it and then it goes from outside of you towards inside of you towards now going to your heart and then it because and then it goes from my heart to then my uh right arm um my right arm because uh i'm an artist so i draw what i imagine uh so that's what this is kind of correlating towards um the one on my right is a lantern and that's kind of towards the um the hermit card from the uh tarot, the tarot yeah. yeah so he's holding <laughs> the lantern right so it's it's the light that's you're guiding towards yeah that yeah. you're searching for yeah. mm -hmm. and the rose on my arm mostly for uh going towards mother nature uh the uh, purity of the rose so when people see these tattoos you know they're they're going to get confused yeah right mm -hmm. so do you get anybody uh, you know, when you're shopping or waiting in line to get a Starbucks coffee, they ask you. Hey, yeah, mostly they like the uh, the geometric pattern one just because it looks nice, so it catches their eye, right? Yeah. The the uh, the lantern and the rose are more of a American traditional style type tattoos, um, so it looks it looks nice, but people see them and and they don't know what it is unless they know the mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're putting it out there, but at the same time, it's they're not going to understand it. Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of the point of that. You're, you're, yeah, you're, basically. So yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like people putting uh, the square and compass decal on their car. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's the same thing, which yeah. I never did. Yeah, I, I just I, I keep it to myself because for a lot of us it's it's a uh individual thing right it's an mm -hmm. individual journey i have no tattoos i have no decals but then you come into my house and you'll see masonic you know stuff everywhere or rosicrucian stuff or alchemical uh symbols because it's been there for a long time now i gave you uh, uh you know as a gift i uh, merry christmas happy new year and happy yeah, birthday I, I gave you a bunch books, of books yeah. what, what do you got there uh, it, was, it was payday the, uh, it, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of good books the solomon's uh builders by uh christopher hodep hodep yeah. yeah uh freemasonry and the birth of modern science by robert lomas that's interesting i haven't heard this one uh the temple and the lodge by michael bajan yeah bajan and richard lie yeah uh secret society societies um by michael howard right uh the hiram key which is i've, I've always wanted because I've, I've heard you mention this one a lot so i've been wanting to get this one um and born in blood yeah i mean there's a treasure trove of books mm -hmm. that i have uh, given to my brother here jesus and that's kind of as a as a thank you for because we've been We've been meeting on and off. I help him with the cipher work and stuff like that. But he's been coming over here, and so that you know that's it's it's a give and take, and you know this is showing my appreciation for his commitment 
for his coming down here and drinking all my beer. But today he yeah. brought, you know, he, he brought some <laughs> good tequila. So we're we're enjoying that. We're mm-hmm. we're partaking in that. But there's a lot of knowledge in there. There's a lot of I've I've read pretty much all of those books. And I met Christopher Hodap. He was one of the speakers at the Masonicon. I yeah. sat right next to him. Yeah, yeah. And that guy was great. Uh he he had this quirky kind of uh humor. He poked fun at Freemasonry and the <laughs> the the power structure. Mm. He has a funny he has a great way, humorous way of of calling your attention to the absurdities, you know, of it. He's, he he uh it was very interesting sitting right next to him. Uh, as a matter of fact, when when I went, I don't know if you went the first night where we had the, the festival board. No. Uh, that was awesome, right? And I ended up sitting next to Christopher Hodap, to Christopher Murphy. Mm. to uh, Davis, who was the Grand Master at that time of Kentucky. I forgot what lodge he was oh, from. Shit, and nice. also and also the Grand Poobah of the Scottish Rite over yeah, yeah. there. But he has several <laughs> books, you know, and one of them is called the, the Mason's Words, which was tracking the Masonic ritual in the United States mm. and how it evolved and okay. how it developed and, and how it went from new york to california right that was that was really that's a really great book i read that one too and i sat down next to the guy i i think he's a mason now he's from new york but he presented a a uh, documentary oh the documentary about the Kabbalah. yes, yes. Yeah. i think you you saw that right you did you see it or uh, no 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 uh but he's a guy he had he had the leather jacket yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. okay well it was well received i have yet to see it but from what I understood, it was well received. Everybody liked it. But yeah, you know, and and brother, if you're a brother now, forgive me for saying that, for saying this. But you know, if you were in a Mason, I just wasn't going to listen to anything you had to say about Yeah, I think masonry. at the same time I didn't watch it. That's yeah. why either. So. Yeah. So, but <laughs> from what I heard from Dago and them, uh, they said that they loved it. It was mm. great. It was fantastic. So forgive me for that, brother. So that that just something that uh. The, how I felt then, maybe I won't feel that way uh, anymore. But um, we did watch that day during MasonicCon. I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday. I think it, was, it had to have been Saturday. That's when we saw the movie, The Temple, was it The the, the Table Lodge? Oh, the one with the festival board, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. What'd you think of one. that? That one was good. Yeah. I, I liked the way it was filmed. Uh, the message in there was nice. Uh, this, Yeah, I mean, it was it was really well put. Uh, so you were there. It, yeah. Oh, it was you and Jeffrey Dangermond, and uh, I forgot who, I don't know if Nick was there, but I Nick know you there, yes. and, and, and Jeffrey Dangermond was there. Yeah. And I remember as we were watching it, you know, uh, a lot of themes that we had already been doing at Lodge were right there in the movie in the yeah. documentary so i'm like oh man these guys are giving up too much game now right because yeah. they're they're, they're <laughs> yeah, telling us yeah. they're telling you guys <laughs> what i was basically doing uh with you guys and everybody else but at the same time it was validating you know what what, what i was doing and i had no idea about this film mm. so as i watched it i'm you know i have this smile on my face and i'm thinking wow you know i can't believe that I had already started doing that with my brothers at Lodge and with the prospects. 
and 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 not under, not knowing that this movie was coming out, this mm-hmm. documentary, mm-hmm. and the import that it had, right? The the just how important it is to fellowship. Yeah, have that chain, right? Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean it's it's it it was. I mean just. It was an hour long, I think. What is it? An hour long or something like that? Yeah, I think or it was like forty-five minutes, something like that. Yeah, it, it's 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 worth watching if you're listening and you're from a lodge that you want to introduce the table lodge and you want to introduce breaking bread with brethren and prospects. Mm-hmm. Watch this movie, this documentary. Take your notes. Know that it's a powerful experience we did something called the man cave and i know rain man he's it was disgusting but <laughs> but we have someone else here jesus that you experienced both man cave nights or just one uh didn't we have three or two two yeah something like that yeah so yeah i, I experienced both yeah. all right so what was your experience so the first one was um I can say it was very magnetic in the sense of um, there was something in the air, right? When we when we were all there experiencing it, because um, and I don't know I don't know if it had to do with the fact that like there wasn't a we weren't strict, you know? It, it was just kind of a little let loose, you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's the titles explains it. it's man cape night so it's so so you it's just us it's just yeah dudes. It's, it's just the guys you know what i mean so it's like yeah. we let loose a little bit and and you know we don't we don't eat with forks you know we just fucking grab that shit with your hands and just you know what i mean so you so you you build that testosterone with everyone and so uh that builds uh that brotherly experience with people you know what i mean um <clears throat> That's including the salad, remember? Yeah, the salad? yeah, I grabbed that shit. I just grabbed that shit with my hand. And yeah. So it's... it's. Um, you wash your hands though, right? No, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't fucking... Uh, I'm not an animal, so... But... Uh, We're barbarian, yeah, barbarian gentlemen. Yeah, 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 there you go, exactly. Yeah. And so... Uh, and then afterwards, the, the, the fellowship was great. I mean, we had the music playing, you know what I mean? Part of the Seven Liberal Arts. Yeah. We, we had conversations going... Um, we were in the back and people were in the, fr- in, in, in the, uh, in the hall. I mean, uh, yeah, it was just great. But I mean, the first time and the second time, the second time it was the same thing. It was, you know, it was packed. You know, we had, we had, we had people coming in that wanted to be there. Yeah. I have asked many people that went that what, to describe what they experienced, and they ex- describe you know similar words as you, it maybe di- maybe use different words, but what I was gathering uh, also was that really there is no words to describe. There's not it, right. The, well, the, what, the, what I was saying it was yeah. like basic, but like yeah. you had to be there to feel it. Yeah, sure. yeah, and everybody got taken by that to the point, uh, you know. And to be honest, this is the first time I'm sharing this with anybody till now. After that first one, I just wanted to do one. Mm. There was no idea to do another one or there, there was no plan, nothing. I just said, you know what? I would like to just have something which, yes, I, I got the idea f- when I went to Matt Jackson's house. And I hope you're listening to this, Matt. 
and he invited a bunch of his us you know his friends that were all friends and they were just dudes and so he says hey man i'm inviting you guys over you know it's just you guys so please don't invite anybody else it's just you guys and don't bring anything just or you know uh, bring your own beer and stuff like that or beverages if that's what you want but other than that we got everything and we're just gonna hang out so we get there and of course you know hanging out with matt and his brother gregor uh, that's always a good time mm-hmm. you know because yeah. I, I get into it with gregor because he starts telling me about his theory about the moon and yeah. why it's not as far <laughs> as it is what it is that's always yeah, a great a, conversation it is. it is i got with him one time yeah, and, and and it, so that's great so we, we're talking and the music's playing and they're still preparing food and hey man you know it's a great vibe and you know matt's walking this way and gregor's walking that way and we're almost ready and he's got the uh these briskets in the grill and they're almost ready so he starts bringing these briskets out Mm. in the meantime there's this large two large bowls of one is salads a salad and the other one is also a salad but it's a like a fruit salad of Mm. uh, cut up strawberries and berries and raspberries just nice yeah just healthy stuff Mm -hmm. right so I just start grabbing stuff with my hand and I'm, you know, of course I wash my hands and I'm talking and I start, and as I'm getting hungrier, I'm just grabbing now the salad and I'm just shoving it in my mouth, right? (laughs) So now the brisket comes out and he chops it up and, and he brings out two briskets. I'm sorry. It's two and because he's wrapped it with bacon and he's put the feta cheese in the middle and, you know, just all kinds of goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. So he has two of these pieces of meat out and he cuts them up into slices. And I believe his intention was that everybody will get their plate and put the, you know, put some pieces of meat on there. And then with your fork and knife, we're going to eat. But since we were talking and we were drinking and, you know, we had all kinds of conversations everywhere. I asked Matt, hey, Matt, so what the hell, you know, um, uh, what do we do? Is this thing ready? He's like, well, yeah, it's ready. You know, I go, okay, so uh, how do we eat it? How do you want us to eat this? He says, I don't know, man, you're, you're, a, you're a fucking man. Just fucking start grabbing it and start eating from there. <laughs> and that's how that started. Nice. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I took a slice and I, and, you know, and, oh, shit, this is bomb. Everybody just dove in yeah. and we all started eating like that. And that stayed with me. Mm. So that's what I wanted to kind of, you know, reproduce for us. I just never imagined that it would have that kind of impact on everybody. Yeah. You know? Well, you, well, you know what's crazy is that, like, um the food if you if you make it with love it has that energy onto it you know what i mean and so but when you grab something metal that's something that's not silver it when you put it into into that food it loses its charge you know i mean that's why the the chinese use uh uh, wooden oh, the uh, chopsticks yeah the chopsticks oh. because it's wood it, it doesn't it doesn't lose its charge when you when you, you use the food it. to it and but uh-huh. so when you use your hands it's you're you're grabbing all that energy with it well and i gotta tell you yeah when i got there i got there first and i had uh, you know I, i've talked about this before but it, it you know there's really no reason why i shouldn't talk about it again when i put out the email and i put 
the invite out. I had no idea who was going to show up. On that day, leading up to that day, I only had about, I want to say six or seven confirmations. Yeah, I'll be there. So I took, I, I bought my tomahawk. Right. You're right. So yeah, yeah. I, I bought my tomahawk. And I bought some um, some portobello mushrooms and some asparagus. And I said, hey, if only three or four of us show up, this tomahawk, and if they don't bring anything, this tomahawk will feed us. This would be enough because the tomahawk was huge. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So <laughs> I get there. I open up the lodge. You know, crank up the grill. <clears throat> I put stuff away in the fridge. I start setting everything up, so the you know, cutting board and, and things like that. And all of a sudden, uh, people start showing up. I think, I'm not sure if Matt, Matt was not there. I don't think Matt was there because this is the summer. This was for the uh, first one, no. Yeah. No, yeah, he, he was not there, there right? No. He was there for the second one. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So I think Chris Hogue. Yeah, he's one of the first there. one that shows he, up. He was the one grilling. He was one of the first yeah. one that show up, shows up, and he says, "Hey, hey, what's going on, man?" He's, he's like, hey, "Man, I'm here. You know, I got there, and he had a tomahawk. Mm -hmm. Like, oh shit, hey, a tomahawk." He's like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "What do you want me to do?" I said, "You know what? Um, start chopping, you know, these veggies and and the mushrooms, and get this ready." And I think that had a lot to do with it too, lending to the because now you guys were being included mm -hmm. in it. And you got and you guys started to move. You guys started to set things up. Hey Caesar, what about this? Hey Caesar, what? yeah, yeah. You know, hey, set up the table. You know, get the tables in one. You know, one line. Da da da. And so everybody had a role now. Yeah, definitely. Everybody. And next thing you know, you know, I, I turn the music on, and more and more people start showing up. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, uh, who, who's this? Like, oh yeah, hey, what's up? You know, fuck. Hey, what's up, hey, Jesus and and uh, Juan, you know Juan and fucking yeah. everybody and like oh yeah yeah right here you know yes put it right here we'll grill it you know and, and then it just until finally we were all ready and I had to tell everybody hey wait until we're all there yeah. and then we will all start eating together and we had an opening prayer we did. Mm -hmm. You know, we just kind of you know, thank you for showing up, and you know, let's let's all bow our heads and let's all have a prayer. And I just never imagined the impact it, it was going to have on everybody because from that day forward, the question was, when is the next man cave? Yeah, yeah, I remember like right after that, I was like, so when are we doing this? Yeah, again? yeah, I was like, what the hell? But it wasn't just you; it was you. It was Chris. It was uh, um. Kirk Weiss, it mm -hmm. was you know it was Ted it was you know all the people that were there because there were some brothers that weren't there that that are officers of the lodge they were not there but the ones that were I mean they were like dude when is the next one uh, and so I would look at them like really yeah so if you look at the going back to the to the movie uh, a table lodge which you can find on Amazon you can rent it you can watch it you can buy it I bought it so I own it Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. You will get a greater understanding if you're a Mason of what I'm talking about. But you can also reproduce this on a non-Masonic level that some, for some reason has some kind of magnetic effect on the participants. 
there and they really love that i remember uh, jeffrey dangerman oh my god when are we gonna have the next yeah. man cave you know that was great and so at first i thought you guys were kidding but after i kept getting you know these questions i said oh shit this is something you know this is something uh that, that i gotta look into and make sure that i i so i think we did it what uh two months later i think or a month later two months later like two months later yeah we had another one and it was even more people i mm -hmm. mean it was on and cracking i put you know i put uh videos on on my instagram channel and all mm -hmm. that stuff and people started chiming back oh man that looks bomb and all that oh i think uh uh matt had some images also playing on the background too which was actually oh, kind of, uh, so uh, so the second man cave night. Yeah, Matt. When I told him what was going on, he says, "Hey man, what if I put these images on the TV, right, on mm -hmm. the dining in the mm -hmm. in the in the lounge?" Uh, yeah, what, that's, yeah, that sparked up a lot of good conversations uh, yeah, too. Cause, yeah, because they were Masonic symbols, they mm -hmm. were mystical symbols, they were symbols of astronomy, astrology. It, it was well done. It was, I said, Matt, handle it. Yes, I love it do it and mm -hmm. it was a big hit because people were gathered around there or you're you know you're watching this in the background and so mm -hmm. your your mind is being engaged as well your imagination yeah. right mm -hmm. is, is being engaged so that has a lot to to do with a lodge's success what do i mean by that well a lodge in my opinion, and maybe in the opinion of many of my brethren, has to continue to give meat to not only the brethren, but the prospects. To fill their souls. It, it does something to us, right? Mm -hmm. It fulfills some kind of need that we have. But when it's happening at a Masonic Lodge, that's even more special. Mm -hmm. Because that's something that we thought we should have been getting or that we were going to get. Like, for instance, when you, okay, when you started investigating Freemasonry and wanted to get involved or whatever, how you found us, what, what was your conception before? Uh, so before, actually, I... Um, so... <clears throat> this was 2015 16 mm -hmm. i was um a part of a hermetic meditation group by uh an individual named uh martin folks uh he's, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, an, he's he's a brother actually from uh from england Europe. yeah from england yeah, yeah, I, yeah i get yeah. books from him yeah 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 so he, he's, yeah. he's um I was part of his meditation group what? and um but how like uh virtual or what yeah through online um uh, we, okay we, I, I would do like some meditations and um uh i knew he was a brother and or well at the time he was he was a mason and um uh before then i only had a little bit of knowledge in the sense of like you guys were a group uh, masonry um you guys kind of got together and did some kind of rituals um somehow correlated with uh rosicrucianism yeah that's so that was my basic basic knowledge of it and so i asked them you know like how can i be a part of this because um back then it was the conception of you know uh ask one be one yeah. right and so i asked them 
uh, he said he would get in contact with uh, California Grand Lodge. He got in contact with California Grand Lodge. It was through him? Yeah. It was through him. I'm I'm looking for an email from him so you can see. I I, I still follow him. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And then so um, he contacted Grand Lodge and then Grand Lodge contacted you guys. What? And then I remember I got an email. Um, but then after that, was that for me. probably, yeah. I, I don't remember. Um, but then after that, uh, nothing, yeah. but I think that's because you guys were going through that thing that you guys were going through at that time. And then, uh, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess you guys, I don't know. I, I kind of shrugged it, I shrugged it off and I was like, oh, okay, I mean, I'm just going to keep studying, doing my own things. Right. <clears throat> and then it wasn't until, uh, 20 20 when the whole COVID thing happened and I was like I kind of had some questions like so what's going on with government I want to learn more about uh okay yeah that's from Martin yeah, Fox yeah, Martin, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I bought many books from him so yeah yeah so um, anyhow so you had questions about government you said and and yeah and so how it was run and stuff like that so um I know that the founding fathers were Freemasons and so um uh, I looked at uh, Palm Sp- uh, the nearest Palm Springs Lodge or p- nearest lodge that was around me, which was Palm Springs. And then um, I went to your guys' website. And the first thing that actually caught me was the Trivium hmm. group that you guys were uh, providing. And I was like, oh, okay, this sounds really cool because I can ask further questions of like, so yeah. how, how did the Founding Fathers um, get into Freemasonry? Like how did how how is that correlated with America and the government and how it's run and it's very similarly correlated to um, Freemasonry. Um, I forgot what was the question. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was so. It was, I mean, that's kind of how I got into it. Well, what was your conception coming in uh, to Freemasonry? You know, and versus what you found. Oh, right. So, so yeah. So, um, it was mostly, um, you guys did rituals and you guys were somehow connected to Freemasonry is what I kind of, uh, found back then. And then now, um, what I got from it is, is it's especially from the Regis manuscript, it's saying that the seven liberal arts were, um, strongly correlated or is basically is what freemasonry is right and so i got that and ran with it and that's why um i kind of came up with that uh thesis of you know the human consciousness uh correlating with or or interacting with mother nature in some sense but so yeah so um my consensus was back then was that towards now and that's what you in your in your opinion that's what you found in palm strings lodge Mm -hmm. and what we were doing and the the way we were engaging the prospects that that's what you found you found Mm -hmm. like oh shit yeah especially because the first thing that i got introduced was the trivium yeah so yeah (laughs) yeah the trivium discussion group again again you know a lot of uh a lot of members, including our highest ranking member, right, doesn't really mm-hmm. doesn't really correlate um, the trivium and what we're doing and what uh, with, with or understand what uh, it does. 
Uh, yeah, because the, the Trivium discussion group, the Socratic discussion group, you, I would say, in, in my opinion, I don't know about you, but I'll ask you right now. In my opinion, I would say you would have to give give it like um, three. You have to give three sessions. You have to go to three sessions to f- for it to finally sink in. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. because I remember the first time with you guys. I remember. Um, at the end of the the session, it, you guys were kind of like, uh, not convinced, but kind of like, okay, what's going on? And I I remember this. I said, ask better questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And then the next next. What meeting, happened? Yeah, everybody was chum in the water. Yeah. yeah, you guys were ready now. Mm-hmm. And, and then the next session, though, the third one, that's when it, boom. Yeah, it took off. But I remember that that after that first session, it was it was quiet. Uh, there was a not a feeling of confusion, but it was what the, f- you know mm-hmm. what what I didn't get what I wanted in it, and and that's when I put it on you. Mm-hmm. That's your still, fault. Still, still, my favorite quote is like, "Ask better questions, <laughs> you will get better answers." Still. And that's what happened, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Ask better questions and you will get better. It wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. It wasn't whose fault was it? Yeah, the individual. Everybody it, it was all. It was our fault mm-hmm. for not asking better questions. And from that point forward, from the for you know three months, four months, five months, and I saw it with you guys when a new prospect would come in and you guys were just boom mm-hmm. already on it. Like just no 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 dummy yeah. <laughs> do it this way right? right this 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 is this is the way to go you gotta uh, understand and that's the beauty of it. it it has its own checks and balances it begins to take on a life of its own where mm-hmm. the moderator if the moderator is doing a good job which the majority of times i was the moderator i just have to ask a question and let you guys go right but uh, again i always keep saying this same this this same quote if at the end of the discussion group we did not come to any consensus, we've been successful. Yeah, definitely. We've been successful. I mean, that's what better way of of describing that the exploration will continue, mm-hmm. right? The, the, mm-hmm. It it has to take more than an hour or two. And I remember sometimes we were going strong. Yeah. Two hours into it, we took a break, you know, restroom break. Let's yeah. get some water. Yeah, I, I, I remember the breaks. I didn't get up. I just, I probably got yeah. some water or whatever, but yeah. then I'd sit down and oh, well. just think about it. Like, what? Yeah. so what the fuck am I going <laughs> to ask Lex? Yeah, know? well, and, so, and a lot of times we would ask, does anybody want to take a break? And you guys wouldn't move. Yeah. So that let us know, oh, mm-hmm. these guys are, they're they're warmed up. They're they're all stretched out and they're they're primed and ready to go. So. That, that's the power of the trivium. And again, you would have to have like three consecutive sessions, I would say, uh, for you to get a, a, a better feel for it. You can't just come to one session and say, oh, that was stupid. No, no. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyhow. I think it has to like bypass that, whatever your beliefs are in your mind and, and have your neurons spark because you, 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 it's critical thinking isn't easy. 
no, no. Look at society nowadays. They're not. They're not doing any any critical thinking. They're they're stuck on a TikTok video for like five seconds, and then they have to keep scrolling. And so it's their their attention span is not there what it used to be. Well, it takes intense focus, and mm -hmm. that's what the trivium helps us do. If if we're asking the same question, I remember there was one trivium. I forgot which one it was. I just kept asking the same question over and over and over again not because uh we were dumb or anything no it, it be it was to refocus us and yeah. this is yeah but again well, you know i forgot what it was i wish i, I what, what is the secret it, it, i don't know I, I, th I think it was that I, one I don't because, know. because everybody had their own like uh interpretation of what a secret is so it's like he would say what a secret is and he would say what a secret is. i would say and then and then everyone would tear their own interpretation but then and then again it's like so what is the secret then well, everybody it, has their own interpretation of it, but what is it it could have been that and of course you know we always go when we really want to uh you know go go deep now well, what do we do we go to the dictionaries yeah etymology well, and we where, go to the etymology came, came from, yeah and what what are we talking about oh and then we're like oh shit and and how many times did that happen where we finally went to the definition and the etymology where you see a shift now like, yeah and then once once we oh, get that shit. definition we're like everybody the the conversation changes and, and yeah at mm -hmm. first where at first we're, we're we were hot and bothered for no 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 it was this this and this right but at the same time that doesn't negate your experience so if you have an experience that's not contradictory to the definition or the etymology but saying no it's but it's been my so yeah does government work well in my experience mm -hmm. so we can agree on the definition of what government is but in my experience, this is what mm -hmm. th this is what it is. Again, the trivium. You know, if you don't know what we're talking about, reach out to me at MasonicMuscle three five seven at gmail dot com. I can describe it to you a little bit better. I can lead you to some sources, some books. We were uh, using Sister Miriam Joseph, mm -hmm. uh, the trivium. And we only used a couple of chapters because it does get in depth. It does get deep. Uh, but the chapters that we used were very, you know, were foundational. And we didn't even get to like the rhetoric part. We were just like logic, mm -hmm. you know, grammar, grammar. And we were just getting into logic when all this, you know, bullshit happened. But uh, it has helped. It it has sparked, you know, a lot of interest, a lot of engagement. And it has put fire into the minds of men. That's for sure. We've been going an hour strong here, just having a discussion. Thank you for the tequila, by the oh, way. Of course, the tequila, of course. la gritona tequila. Hey, I've had that before. It's real it's a great smooth. one. It's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. No additives, no preservatives. Mm -hmm. we, they, we're not. Uh, uh, they're not sponsoring us, but uh, you know, we're we're saying yeah, it, it's a good one. What message do you have for Masons, for wannabe Masons around Calif up and down the state of California? Man, just just as an EA, I mean, a message for Masons, uh, get into the mysteries. Um, look up the, the, the etymology of what mysteries is. Um, look into your cipher of what where mysteries has been 
uh, implemented um, for Masons or for people who want to be Masons. Um, why do you want to be a Mason? Uh, yeah. What 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 can you give towards Masonry? What do you think Masonry gives you? Uh, ask yourself these questions and um, keep asking them to see what the answers come about you. As you're talking about mysteries, I I want I was uh, looking here to bring up our Inner Apprentice workbook because mm. I have it here. Uh, because that not only is that an excellent point, I mean because you're getting to the for me and for many other Masons, the core of Masonry right, is the mysteries. Mm -hmm. And that's alluded to quite a bit when you go through your degrees. I think it's going to be here. Now, how do I bring that to that, to, to that screen? Oh, you just kind of uh, 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 drag it to that screen. So that's it. So mm -hmm. I can, okay, I can click out of this. Mm -hmm. How the hell do I click out of this? Right up there. Oh, yeah. here. Okay, yeah, yeah. got you. All right. So here we go. So just drag it over here. What? Grab the uh, top. You go to the top. Here? Yeah, right up there. Yeah, right there. To Keep going. Right there. Yeah, grab that and then pull it. There you go. All right. Here we go. So, and then we're going to blow this up even more. Hell yeah. So the EA, uh, this is going to be the EA Enter Apprentice. Uh, what do you call it? Oh, Enter Apprentice Candidate Guide, which they're not printing anymore because Grand Lodge of California wants you to go online and take their courses there, which they will have this. Very same thing, but expanded. It's going to be like 70 pages or 80 pages interactive. It's pretty freaking cool. But in that, it has the definition. Yeah, it does. Of mystery. And it might not be what you think, which is why I want to bring it up. So, and I think it's what is at the back. Oh, yeah, here, yeah, we, yeah, here we go. go. Go to the M. There it is. And... Is it? There it is. Yeah. So mystery. The modern meaning of the term mystery means something unknown. To the ancient mystery meant something divine. Mm -hmm. To the ancients, I'm sorry, to the ancients, mystery meant something divine, deeply profound, and worth knowing. Okay, so that's what you mean. Mm -hmm. So now that we've defined this term, now what you're advocating to Masons and prospective members in California or anywhere else in the United States, you're advocating explore the mysteries. Correct. Which are which are something divine, deeply profound, and worth knowing. Right. So it's a divine revelation that you have to come upon it's something that's revealed to you divinely got it mm -hmm. got it see how important it is guys to define terms don't just start talking and expecting anybody to understand you because that's a lot of times it's not going to work it's going to lead you down a path of a lot of pain so that's that's your message mm-hmm 
Hey, and I want to uh, thank you, and I'm I'm grateful for you coming down once again. Uh, we broke bread earlier. Yeah, thank you, know? you for that. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. My wife hooked it up. She always my great. My wife is a great chef. She's mm -hmm. awesome. So she hooked it up. We broke bread. Fyrdis was there with us, staring at us, slobbering, thinking he's going to get some, but no, hell no. <laughs> agreeing he, with he, our conversation. Yeah, agreeing with yeah. our conversation. He, he, he was. He was mm -hmm. all up in it, barking at us. And then we uh, you know, came in here, and then we just decided to record this podcast episode as something special for you, brethren of Palm Springs Lodge 693, and all you listeners out there. Share this with everybody, please. I thank you all for listening. I ask you all to continue to share this with Masons that you believe will get some benefit and value out of it. I ask you to buy me a beer if you are so, you know, willing to help us in our journey of continuing to spread the light, continuing to fight the good fight. We yes, we are all brothers and yes, I believe that the majority of us want to do the right thing and want to uh, do the best uh, for for the craft, what we believe is the best for the craft. And I ask you to continue. I didn't mention it today, but <clears throat> right before Jesus got here, I just got an awesome session in. I worked out. I was in the in my dungeon, my garage gym, as I was listening to the Masonic Improvement Podcast, the latest one. And they're going through their challenges too. They're battling the Grand Lodge and the Masons. They're, they're, they've had enough. They want some change. They want some things to be better. They want to be represented. They, they don't want to have what they believe is some kind of cabal in the Grand Lodge. And so they're speaking out now, finally. And so that's what I was listening to as I got my workout in, got some deadlifts, got some rows, got some barbell curls. I got some uh, bar dips uh, with some kettlebell curls with the chains. And so where are you at, brethren? You going to get up there and get some, both mentally and physically and spiritually? Or just are you just going to keep being on the sidelines and complaining about everything? When are you guys going to jump in the breach? When are you guys going to lock shields with us and begin to fight for what you want and know that the fight is going to be long or maybe not, right? So with that, I love you and I leave you. And until next time, hopefully sooner rather than later. Peace out. These strong sessions are calculated to inculcate in the mind of the novitiate the importance of subduing our passions and improving ourselves in masonry, feeding the attentive ear with the sound of the instructive tongue, endeavoring to add to the common stock of knowledge and understanding, effectively spreading the cement of knowledge and wisdom, and hopefully some good will towards exercising. Get out there and get your walking in. Open up your ciphers. Study, memorize, and just do it.